You're listening to the Practically Pastoring Podcast, where we want to help pastors and church leaders share ideas, become better shepherds and leaders, and have a good time with friends. Welcome back to the Practically Pastoring Podcast. My name is Frank, and I am glad that you are here. I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but up in Baltimore, Maryland, we're in the Orioles hat. We got Jeffrey Simpson. Yeah, Frank, two weeks in a row with the wrong mic. Come on, man. I'm sorry. Down in Sumter, South Carolina, with the beauty filter on, we got Delmar Pete. Yeah. Down in the morning after ministry studios, rocking the nicest tie, we got Andrew Larson. Greetings, salutation, one and all. Dr. Andrew, I'm sorry. I'll remember. And then next to him... The man, the myth, the buffest and sexiest man on this podcast. We got Timothy Miller. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. So I'm glad you're here. Real quick, before we uh, uh, dive into this episode, I want to remind you that we still have a other podcast on this network called What is a Campus Pastor? There's been some fun interviews, some fun things that have been going on there. I want to encourage you, if you have a chance, to go check it out, especially if you're in a multi-site church. It's been helpful for me, kind of having these interviews. And I think it'll be helpful for you. Go to whatisacampuspastor.com. Uh, hey, we got two questions, and uh, I think they're going to be both fun ones. Uh, first question I want to ask you guys is this. I found a deficiency in myself in being organized, and some of my daily ministry has suffered. Is this you, want- Frank? No, it's not. <laughs> You're going to know why in the second sentence. Hold on. Um, I want to head it off before I let it get worse and cause significant damage. What are some organization apps for Android that you would recommend? Get an iPhone. There, there you go. Are Red there flags. any apps or programs that help you with daily organization, especially reminders and prompts? So, yeah, I knew the first joke was your first step is to not have an Android. But I think we were all thinking that. All That's sufficient apps, damage enough. <laughs> all the things we would use would be on both platforms. So what 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 recommendations in terms of like efficiency for your day, organization that you use? I got some, but I want to hear from y'all first. I, oh, I use the use... reminder app on the Apple iPhone. <laughs> That's what I use too. That's literally I what I use. I use my notes app on the Apple iPhone quite a bit. My Actually, Apple calendar. <laughs> Apple calendar. Hey, honestly, the calendar, um, that is the, the, oh, dude, Jeff does it old school. Look at that. Jeff, is that he, sometimes. He writes it sometimes. down. Are there pictures I think the on key, that? though, the key is a calendar. Man, if it's not on a calendar, I will forget to do it. And, you know, for I went through a space which I still struggle with being, I mean, generally, you, you're on one side of the spectrum or not with this one. I struggle with organization and stuff. So I, I, for a season, I counted out every hour of my day. I know that sounds crazy. But every hour of my work day, I had I knew what I was supposed to be doing and where I was supposed to be doing it. That way, it got me into a habit or a routine. And then once I had a habit or a routine, I became less married to that, but still use. I've now migrated on to to um, reminder app. I'll be honest. Ladies and gentlemen, that sound you heard was the rapture that's been broadcast <laughs> as happening on September 22nd for the past few weeks. So, or September 24th, I'm sorry. Dell is no longer with us. There's just a pile of underwear where his camera used to be. And his other clothes. Oh, wow. My, did my mic go off just now? It sure yeah. did. Oh, He's wow. Back. I'm He's back. back. He sent me long. back, y'all. 
He you said construction, <laughs> construction still happening, and that was a false alarm, but we're good. No, <laughs> I was going to say the thing that I use the most, and this may sound silly and counterintuitive to a lot of y'all, but if Jeff tells me, "Hey, Dale, can you remind me? To, can you call me tomorrow?" I won't put that in reminders. I won't put that in calendars. Right then, I will just tell my phone, "Hey Siri, set an alarm for two p.m. to call Jeff." Listen, I use, I know this is true because I once called Dell and said, "Hey, meet me at Waffle House." Yeah, and he showed up on time. Was there? We had a great conversation. Exactly. So he he really does it. I do. I set an. I literally physically set an alarm. The same alarm that I used to wake up in the morning. I use that same system for a lot of appointments that I gotta just do one time tomorrow. That helps me a lot. I like that. Uh, yeah, I use a combination of the Reminders app in my iPhone. I'm sure there's an Android equivalent that's not quite as good, but, you know. Um, so I use that for, and I think I got this idea from eight hours or less or maybe from uh, something that my, deno- uh, a workshop that my denomination put me through. I find that I am more and more convinced that I might be somewhere on the ADHD like spectrum, like maybe undiagnosed, because I really have a hard time keeping that kind of stuff in order. Um, but I tend to be pretty creative and pretty just like random creativity happens to me. So I have to really try to stay organized. So a, a calendar is really important for me. And then it's not just having a calendar, but it's being interested in it more than once a month. Um, so if, you, if you're like me and that sounds like your characteristics, you have to make yourself look at the calendar and put things on the calendar. So I use a combination of my calendar, the reminders app, and then some paper things that I'll tell you about in a minute. But what I do that has helped me the most is I set up a, uh, in my reminders app, I set up a list of the weekly tasks that I have to accomplish. And I broke them out by day of the week and I set them as repeating reminders. So every day when I sit down at my desk or if I'm at my phone, I just pull or if I have my phone, I'll pull out my reminders app and I'll look at the Monday tasks and I'll just go through them. So on Monday, I'm going to, you know, pull the the video down from Sunday morning and edit it and put it on the website. I'm going to manage our social media. I'm going to. And if I don't do it on Monday, it lights up red because it was set for a specific date on my reminders app. So then on Tuesday, I go and catch up with everything. Um, and so as soon as I check it off the reminders app, it resets itself for one week. So every Monday there's like five tasks that I have to get done every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, et cetera. So I have those as to do's. And then I went and got, uh, there's a company called ink and volt. There's a bunch of different ones, but they have this weekly dashboard planner app thing, uh, pad thing that I use and it allows you to kind of lay everything out. I'm kind of visual learner. So I like that. And then I also use these two other ones that were like printable. One is called Today, and it literally has a breakdown of every hour of the day and a list of tasks. And there's just something about me taking it from digital and putting it in print. And the ability for me to put my phone away and have a paper sitting on the desk that doesn't like send me text messages and stuff will allow me to at least get like a couple hours of more deep work in uh, usually every day, if not more than that at a time. Um, once you start having kids and stuff, you know, you guys know this, but like the days of having six uninterrupted hours to get work done are kind of over. Um, so you really got to make the most of like an hour or two at a time. Um, and then just me knowing my personality, I got to change venues sometimes. I can't sit in this office every day, all day, every week. So now the weather's kind of nice here where I am. I go sit on my back deck while my one baby is sleeping and the other one's at school, get a couple hours of work there. So you just got to learn how to be creative. 
it sounds like from the question, this is going to be an issue that's going to stay with you for probably your whole career. Uh, you're going to need to just, this is a discipline thing. You just have to learn how to do it. And I'm not very good at it now, but those are the tools that I use. Um, so hopefully that helps. I, uh... I use Dropbox for everything. And for someone, I was just showing Tim my desktop on my laptop. I have no idea how he has the doctor title. Let's just say that. I, you know, you take the next step. You don't worry about 12 steps down the road. You take just the next step. Um, but I use Dropbox for everything. And being that I use the Mac info system, that's not a word. I use the Mac ecosystem. So MacBook, iPhone, iPad, but our church infrastructure is PC stuff. It's nice to be able to go back and forth between that and that works best for me with Dropbox via Yeah, but Andrew, like other, like daily other daily meetings or someone calls you, you're having a breakfast. Are you just remembering that in your brain? Yes. How? I know every line from my Christmas play in fourth grade. That's wild. Like dude. seriously, I, I I pull up my calendar every Monday when I get here when with Andrew. Do the morning after and yeah. he's got to look over my week to see what's going on. So my my routine is I calendar everything. Everything goes in my calendar. My wife and I share a calendar, so I see all of her events for the week. She sees all of mine. That's every meeting. Last week I had to calendar my sermon prep time because it just was not happening the way I wanted it to happen. Jeff, I like a lot of what you said setting up the daily I do that, but, but per day, basically, except for, like, I appointments. Like I have them in my calendar. But, like, I basically... One chunk of time every day is me organizing my day. Yeah. Like so that. I heard a saying, I don't remember where, but like your mind is made for having ideas, not keeping them. So the other thing Unless I do to Dr. help myself. Larson. Is, did he say that? Um, the other thing I do is I keep a stack of like three by five note cards in my top drawer of my desk. And I put one on my desk every day so that when I'm sitting there working, if I have a random idea, I can just write it down and then move on. And I don't feel like, oh, I'm going to forget to do that. Because I get bit by the, let me just do this real quick. Me and too. then, like, I could spend six hours doing that, and then the whole day is gone. Yep. I uh, I think it's uh, interesting. Uh, you, like, I've tried reminders on my phone, and, like, one day it just stopped working for me. And, like, I mm -hmm. wasn't getting notifications and stuff. So I tried to find other things. I, I, um, I think everything I'm about to say isn't Ample-specific. So... Are you got uh, Andrew? You said your you guys is 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 you guys churches like emails, Google based or uh, Microsoft Outlook. based? Outlook based. It's Outlook based. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, we use Google. Like so, we yeah. like our our email is like Gmail in the background, right? And so uh, I discovered Tasks T A S K S, which is just like a to do list that's by Google that integrates really good. Like you could have like a, a small window by your Gmail that opens up, but also that like those reminders that you talked about where you can like have it like weekly, it shows up in my Google calendar. So like if I put like a reminder task, that task will then show up in my Google calendar. So like, like Del said, if it's not on my calendar, it's not there. And, and so I could put like dates and times in the same way how the reminders app does it for Apple. It's just in Google and all this, the notifications happen. There's a dedicated app for that and the, on the iPhone, which I'm sure it's on the Android as well. And so tasks has been like a huge like help and you can put subtasks. It's just like a normal to-do list app, like everyone else. But like, I like how it integrates with Gmail and uh, Google really well. Um, I'm falling more in love with Asana as I'm being forced to use it as a church. 
Um, but if if your church doesn't have the infrastructure to use Asana or you don't want to like get your head into that, uh, Notion is free. And a lot of what Asana does, you can recreate in Notion or they have templates for in Notion. But Notion is just a little bit more like work on the front end to get it to do what Asana does automatically. Um, and then there's this app called Be Focused that I got from Justin Knowles, where basically you put your to-do list in there and then it's like you press a button and it puts a clock and you like work for like 25 minutes on yeah. that to-do. And like I, I have that on my phone open and I just try to – and then simultaneously – I turn on focus mode on my phone. So like yep. no notifications happen. So the be focused app is separate. And then I have focus mode, which I'm sure Android has a version of that so that I have no notifications and I'm just like dedicated, just working on something. And then my, it's just like a countdown clock. And then in 25 minutes, there's an alarm and I stop. I usually take a like walk around my office a little bit, try to get blood flowing and, and stuff like that. And then the last thing is, it's like, you know, I, uh, I have a whiteboard in my office that I put like, important stuff on so whenever i'm working and i'm sure you guys have all done that where you're like i don't know what to do next you're just like paralyzed yep. by decision i look at my whiteboard and i just like pick the next thing and i work on that does that make sense so that's kind of been that's kind of been helpful i really like jeff i'm like this ink and volt thing that you shared the time like, manager like, tool from ink and volt that i was telling you about ink and volt yeah. sponsor us is really great and there's a bunch of these companies and something you said i want to touch on you first of all, you said well. Secondly, you said paralyzed by decision. You can get totally paralyzed by how many productivity tools there are. So you know, just pick one and do something and start. Secondly, if you have the personality where you're you tend to not be like able to keep yourself organized, just be okay with um, like starting a new organization tool and it working for a while and then it kind of falling off. That's like your personality. So I kind of bounce between them, and I've just kind of, like, started to be okay with it. Like, I don't feel like, okay, I bought this Ink and Volt planner thing, and now I am, I am like, locked to it for life. I might miss a couple weeks with it, and I'll go back to more reminders, or I'll write things down on note cards. It doesn't matter. It's just more of the the principle of, like, trying to keep something. But so far, those tools have worked for me for the longest time. But, yeah, the time manager like notebook thing is great because it gives you a spot for quick fire short tasks and then deep focus tasks where and then you assign like how much time the other thing i was going to mention that has worked for me i haven't used it in a while but on amazon you can find these visual timers that are they look like a little like um kitchen timer but they don't tick and they have like the face of them has like a red dial that for how much time you're gonna um put towards something so because even for me using my phone timer, it's still my phone, and I still want to pick it up and use it. So if I want to do something like read with no interruption, I'll use like an analog timer um, so that I kind of let myself get lost in the reading for a while. So just, you know, you got to do what you got to do to stay organized, at least to some acceptable level. Church software can also help a lot here. So I don't know what yeah. you guys are using, but if you're using Planning Center, there are so many tools and resources at your fingertips that you can utilize. I know for me, workflows has been very, very helpful, especially when it comes to connecting with new-ish people at Lakeview Church. It's it's a very good resource, helps me stay on track, and it lets me know if, if Thursday's coming, it says, hey, you know, this is due today. I'll get an email reminder. If Friday hits, it was this was due yesterday, so then I'll just click the link, go over to my workflow, make sure I work through the workflow and knock that out for the week. So I would say... 
take a peek at what you're using for your church database software and potentially tap into that too. Yeah. Love it. Well, let's go on to the next question. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In this next question, it's kind of interesting because it involves two hot topics. It involves women in ministry and it involves working with your spouse. So let's read it. Good day. I am a pastor and my wife recently just got ordained. Ministry has always has not always been easy, but God has been God, truth be told. With the way things are going and with all the progress I've made, I might be entrusted with much more. My challenge, which is just so much that I feel like I will need to resign at the end of the year is she is failing to act professionally. She, for example, she reasons with her feelings, expects me to do things in favor of her interests and feelings. This is really stressing me out because I am a principled man who aims to do things as professionally as possible. When I stick to that, it causes conflict in our home. Kindly advise me. I really feel like I can't take it. Brother, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a hard question. Can I... Can I, I, I want to start off by saying this. Um, uh, sometimes the person you're married to is not the person you should be doing work with. Um, and, and I think there's this like, I, I, I think that sometimes in like broader, big evangelical culture, we have bad examples. Of, let, me, let me rephrase it. There's a lot of examples of these husband and wife duos in ministry that are more of the exception and not the rule. And I think what you also don't know is what's actually going on behind the scenes in these husband-wife duos in ministry that you see in big evangelical culture. I, I, um, like I, it is probably a lack. I, I, I wonder how much wisdom that you had people pouring into you, uh, whether it's elders, whether it's someone else. Like even in our, in my own church, like we have kind of some soft policies about spouses coming on staff with their spouse because of the not not just the difficulty of working with your spouse but the awkwardness that can cause for other people so for example you know i am a campus pastor and if my wife was let's say she was our connections coordinator at my campus if the connections head over all of our campuses has an issue with something that happens in my connection you know on my connections team I could like unnecessarily use my authority as a campus pastor to like get my wife what she wants. And it just kind of creates this imbalance in the staff. But that's a, that's one thing that could happen. This other thing is you might not just be compatible to work with your wife. There's definitely ways that you could live with your wife and be compatible in a romantic partner, that kind of way, but not be compatible in working styles. And I think there's wisdom in that, that only you can know. But anyways, I, I want to hear from everyone else. I, well, Andrew, Tim, Jeff, Del, all you guys have like wives that have kind of like served in some capacity in ministry. I don't know if any of them have ever been I've, on staff. Uh, this is the first position that I've been on staff at a church that my wife hasn't also been on staff at, oh. at the church. 
So I, I do have some experience of doing that. And my wife and I work great together. We both, um, you know, we both understand ministry life. She is a pastor's kid, so she understood more of it than I did, um, you know, until very recently when I became a pastor. Um, and so, my, and technically my wife is not ordained, but she is clergy. She's licensed with my denomination. So uh, she runs the children's ministry right now, but she's not on staff at my church. So uh, this is all I would say is when I read this question, you, you made a covenant with your wife. You did not make a covenant with ministry. Um, and you did not make a covenant before God and others to be in vocational ministry your whole life. So you need to face the hard truth. You might need to resign. Um, for the sake of your marriage. That, that just is what it is. Um, but I would want to dig in. I mean, if this guy came to me, I'd want to understand what do you mean by acting professionally? Um, I, I, you know, I'd want to know how long they've been married. Um, these, the, the way he's talking about his wife gives me the sense that he hasn't been married that long yet um, because of the way that he is kind of characterizing his wife. I'd want to know how she would characterize him uh, kind of in reverse. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really a difficult thing, but obviously this can't keep going how it is. Uh, so something has to change. My, uh, buddy, Timothy Miller pointed out that he does not think that this person is living in the United States based on well, the opening line is good day, and favor is not spelled how we would spell it here ah. in the States. So I'm so guessing there is contextual a contextual clues there. Contextual yes. and cultural divides that might not make sense to us here in the United States of America. But in the United States of America, the largest egalitarian denomination is the United Methodist Church. Indeed. And in the UMC, a, uh, if, two, if, if a couple is both clergy, typically they cannot serve on the same staff. Unless they are at parallel roles, if if one is, very rarely would a spouse be uh, subordinated in a staff capacity to their to their yeah. significant other. So I think that's an important uh, distinction. It's this isn't well. I'm the youth pastor. This is the children's pastor. But it's the someone has to be in charge. And yes, we have a partnership at home, but the partnership is not the same when we're at work. And so some of those things need to be defined more clearly but also you know jeff you said you might need to resign maybe the conversation is hey one of us needs to resign yeah and uh which which one of us do you think it's going to be i worked with someone who when you would meet him you would just think this is the greatest dude alive i'm gonna chill charge hell with a water pistol with him and then you saw how much his spouse was interjected into the ministry and you're like eh I don't know if I want to volunteer in this ministry so much anymore. And it was off-putting to a lot of people. And so sometimes you need – maybe you need someone to honestly speak into your life and into your ministry to say, hey, just so you know, um, this is going to – you know, whatever ranks you think you're going to climb in the ministry ladder, not dealing with this is going to keep that from happening. But also you need to know yourself and you need to know your marriage well enough to know how – it can last and should last and be willing to have tough conversations. Jeff, I feel like you said that about a half an hour ago. Andrew, you, you ministry is having tough your wife was on staff here for, for five years, several yeah. years. I, was it ever an issue for you guys? It was an issue because when I was on vacation, she was on vacation, but <laughs> yeah. there, there was, but there was never an issue. I, and there would be times where you're like, Hey, I need to talk to my boss about this. Cause it was eight 30 on a Tuesday night and I was trying to watch a baseball game. 
And I was like, well, make an appointment during office hours. She didn't like that joke. But <laughs> but I, I think part of it is you need to realize that no matter what your stances on complementary and egalitarianism is when it comes to your marriage, and no matter what your stance is when it comes to ministry, what roles someone should have, somebody is the senior pastor and somebody is the employee. And if you can't draw that line of distinction, you can't work together. Yeah. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, man, because like my wife was real clear with me before we got married. She said, Dale, just so you know, I am called to you know, be a pastor's wife. I am not called to be in the ministry. So like, that's not a thing we've ever had, but I have served with people who have had wives on staff. And especially if this guy is the, the senior pastor at his church and his wife is being insubordinate as an employee, man, we have, this is much deeper than a church issue. Like it is much deeper. So I, I would encourage you, first of all, let's just remove my mind exercise I would do is remove, just say this is a person for a second and not your wife. How would you handle it? And if you feel like you can't handle it, well, then that's similarly like having a tough conversation. Well, then you have this. That means there is a lot deeper stuff going on, even with your marriage, which honestly, marriages work. We all know that. What I would encourage your first stop before resigning or your first stop before arguing is to find counseling. I would encourage you to, as a couple, go and take care of what matters the most to, you know, go protect that covenant. Because like Jeff says, you're, you're in covenant relationship with each other. You're not necessarily covenant with the church. But I will tell you this, sir, like if you resign because your wife is difficult, that is a recipe for bitterness in your marriage that will also create tons of damage in your marriage. So I don't even know if resigning is is the necessary best course, maybe at the end of a very long journey, but I think that journey needs to begin with um, counseling and maybe together and maybe even independent because if she if she can't she she can't listen to the leadership you're providing from the pulpit, no doubt, or from, you know, just in the church, no doubt that's trickling over into your, your house life, as you even said. So, and if it is a, a difficult situation, then maybe, maybe that is a conversation. One of us needs to, to step out. And if, if she's, if she's willing to look at you and say, fine, leave, I would say stay in counseling, <laughs> you know, but then second of all, um, I would say just because, you know, if you step out does not mean you're called out of ministry. You know, if, if you are ordained, you're in ministry, man, you're, you're in it. So God has he this this is something hopefully in the end, this is a, a level of intimacy. He's calling both you and your wife into um, but there again. I don't know the extent to which, you know, in your culture, what does what do the titles you have mean? And I don't know how much authority they wield. So um, being removed from that, I would I would encourage you lean into your marriage first and, and, and hardest so you can at least have that conversation. Because, you know, that whole thing about um, expects me to do things in favor of her interest and feelings, that is tough because what you're telling me is you're trapped between obeying your wife and being obedient to what you think God's calling you to do for this congregation. I mean, this is a, this is tough, you know, obeying your wife or being obedient to the Lord. You know, that's, that's how it seems to be painted. So you have like a spiritual level of this as well. So outside of counseling, I would also encourage to find a mentor, find a pastor who's much older than you, who's been in ministry a lot longer than you, who maybe have had to have hard calls 
and and uh, a double win if if his wife is a sweet lady who would also get to know your wife. I would say this. I don't have a ton to add to the conversation, but if you're feeling this tension, chances are other people in the church are also feeling this tension. Oh yeah. Um, I've I've been on staff with several married couple teams and when it got awkward between them i'm just telling you it got awkward for all of us in the room so i i I can feel your pain in that sense because i've been in the room where it it did get awkward and it got tense between married couples being on staff so i i agree with the guys here a a tough conversation is 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 in order and it needs to be a priority We, we definitely feel for you we'll be praying for you and we hope to uh, get an update on this situation in the not-too-distant future. I just want one thing I want to add, reading the question over a couple times. I just want to caution, like, it just seems like there might be a little bit of, like, ministry idolatry also kind of creeping in here because of the way it's worded with, with the way things are going and with all the progress that I've made, I might be entrusted with much, with much more. So it's almost, I get the impression this guy almost sees a carrot out in the future. Like I might get to step up this ladder of whatever, but my wife is holding me back. And like Dell said, like that's a real, real fertile ground for bitterness to set in. Your wife is not holding you back from ministry. Your wife is your first ministry. So, and your family is your first ministry. So if you need to give up, ministry for a season i mean what dell said is right you you may need to be in counseling for a year two years five years that's not the end of the road it's really difficult for us to 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 like keep in mind that everything is in seasons there might be a season when you're not in vocational ministry but you might come out on the other end of that with your marriage really strong and be able to step back in or it might be a couple weeks or it might be one conversation but you just have to be willing to to go for that and just guard against you seeing this glory for yourself with whatever you might be entrusted with much much more at the expense of your marriage and your wife and your relationship with your wife. That's really good. Uh, If you have a question that you want to add to our discussion and you want to have a conversation with almost a thousand pastors in our Facebook group, go look for Practically Pastoring on Facebook. Our Facebook group is there to be able to answer these questions. And again, if you put it in anonymously, it might make it to the pod. Um, so please follow us on Instagram, uh, subscribe, do all the things, and uh, we'll see you next week. I'm Frank Gill. I'm Jeff Simpson. I'm Demar Pete. I'm Andrew Larson. And I'm Timothy Miller. This is Practically Pastoring. See ya. Thanks for listening. Get connected to other pastors by joining the Practically Pastoring Facebook group, where we get to share ideas and make each other better.